BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Is episodes once a week not enough for you, or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. Welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is... We're going to use your classic, your favorite nickname, Lou, wielder of swords, lord of the boards. Hello, Lou! I will go swing my sword later. What's your middle name? Uh, Enrique. Luis Enrique Moreno! I really did not roll any of those R's, which no. made that feel Luis really Luis Enrique Moreno. It really, like, really rolled them for me. Like, yeah. really, like, exactly. Luis Enrique Moreno. <laughs> Funny story. Literally, I was in Little Tokyo. Wait. And uh, I was in Little Tokyo. We went to the parking garage. Uh-huh. It was late at night. And the dude that, would, like, took the car to pay for the parking as we came out... Um, he looked at me and I, I don't know if it was because of the way I looked or because it he himself was. was Hispanic or whatever, but he said, as I left, he said, gracias, but he didn't say just gracias. He said, gracias. And like, really, and like, it wasn't just that he said, oh. like, are you leaving? And like, like really rolled Like, I don't know. There's a couple things that he said that was beyond that. They just like really rolled it out. And my wife and I looked at each other and was like. What, what is that a speed speech impediment? Like what why yeah, was that why yeah. did he roll his R's really unnecessarily long? It was just really weird. See, uh, I, th- I think you have the opposite effect that I have. So you're not Mexican, but you do look Mexican. I am Mexican and I don't look Mexican. So anytime I worked in like a Latin neighborhood, um most people would actually go to Spanish to kind of hide what they were saying. My favorite thing to respond in Spanish was like no, I speak Spanish, right? <laughs> so, uh, if so you- <laughs> my confusion was just like, 
we're in a Latin neighborhood. You expected me to not speak Spanish? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so anyway, so if you're listening to the show or if you're subscribed to our exclusive content, we are, we're sponsoring our own show for this month. Go to Mix Music Podcast forward slash exclusive to get three times the amount of podcast episodes. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, if you're listening, uh, gracias for listening and <laughs> appreciate you coming through. So um, this episode is really interesting. We're going to go into, this is going to be, an, this is an important one, something that we emphasize, we should emphasize more often, uh, diversifying our income. Yeah. And this is very, di- very different per person. Um, it's more of a concept that we want to teach rather than practical things, ways that you can diversify with a couple of ways that we've diversified ourselves yeah. and setting expectations as you diversify. Um, Lou, mm-hmm. I know that obviously you record in studio Mm-hmm. You do live sound. Yeah. You do studio design. Yeah. You make panels. Yeah. You do lessons. Yeah. Uh, you um, mix feedback. Yeah. Uh, you stream. Yeah. Um, you, uh, uh, any affiliate deals? Uh, yes. You resell. Yes. You resell equipment. Yeah. Um, you uh, endorse equipment. You yep. make YouTube contents. Yep. YouTube videos for companies. Yep. Uh, you... Uh, anything else I'm missing? That's off the top um, of my head. That's 11. Off the so top of my head. I guess you can add a system integration into design as part of it. Designing. So you said designing and then contracting studios. I think those were two different things. Yeah. Like contracting and designing is two different things. Yeah. And integration's another one because designing the studio and integrating the studio is two oh, different oh, things. Oh, yeah. Like uh, setting up studios. Is that integrating? So like whenever yeah, someone calls so you Yeah. So like if somebody studio. calls you and says, hey, oh, we bought a studio. mastering and yep. mixing yep. and sound better and engine ears yep. and the, uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, let's see. Uh, ed- no, we got into education. Yeah, I mean, there's that's to name a few. I'm I mean, sure and you've done more. things in the past, like you've taught classes and things that are not active, but you've done yeah, in the past. Yeah. So that is literally that's seventeen off the top of my head, off the nice. top of my head, our head for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think as well. All right, let me do mixing, mixing through engineers, mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, exclusive content, mm-hmm. children's book, streaming, YouTube, online courses, um, and mastering, label sessions. Oh, that I guess mm-hmm. that kind of goes in with recording. Freelance label sessions versus uh, freelance versus label sessions. I think she could be separated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did I say YouTube? What else? I'm trying to think. I've done, uh, I'm, I'm currently doing nude model. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Wait, I thought that was real. I, I think I've seen a few. <laughs> no, I have done that in the past, but I'm not doing it now. Okay. That, that, I'm not kidding. That's, no, no, that's no, one I of know. Like, my first college jobs. I, uh, I, I learned that. I think I saw draw. one of the paintings. Whoa. Uh, one, of my, <laughs> one of my, uh, uh, I learned then that it's really difficult for artists to draw shading if you're very hairy and I have a hairy chest, so I had to shave just to make it easier for the students to draw shading on the human body. That's just funny. Your chest? Uh, yeah. Uh, things of that nature. <laughs> um, lessons. Like, so I teach lessons sometimes mm-hmm. to a few select clients, um, endorsements, advertisements, um, also, uh, doing event, like you do this too. We could add this to your events for different corporations and companies, yeah. affiliate deal, both for Amazon and for, um, uh, plug in boutique and various many other companies. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Launchpod Media, mm-hmm. um, Cold House Studio, and 
and um, in the mix. In the mix, for in the mix, uh, that's for you too. Yeah. So we could have added that. So we're both at like twenty right now. And um, what else? Uh, podcasts uh, um, various other things. Okay, so I have at least a couple more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but th- but that's the point. Okay, when you talk to somebody else that has a corporate job, um, that's uh, that's it. That's it. If you and they people say that. It's low risk because you have stability. But the thing is, the problem with not diversifying your portfolio and doing a lot of different things is that is it really stable? For example, Lou, one month, if you have a very bad month mm-hmm. and nobody ever hires you for mixing or mastering, just nobody, which is not going to happen. But like, let's say it happens, not going to work. Yeah. You're not screwed at all. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Because I probably made enough on the rest of it. Exactly. Yeah. If you get fired on one stable income, you're fucked. Yeah, that's the that's funny because like earlier you said, oh, it's sure it may be low risk, but I'm like I'm looking at the opposite way. That's actually pretty high risk. Think about the pandemic. When the pandemic swept, how many people only had one income source and it disappeared? Oh, I forgot to add producing and songwriting on mine. Yeah. Okay, twenty. We both have about twenty. So the funny thing is, like when the pandemic hit. I just switched what I was doing. If one thing wasn't making enough, the funny thing is I was already making money at the other things. I could make more money at those other things. I want to be very clear, though, just to set expectations. Lou and I are not wealthy. In fact, well, Lou Lou is more wealthy than I am. I mean, I'm going to say that out loud. Uh, But I mean, just for me, because I rarely ever talk about finances, but most of those 20 things maybe bring in like a couple dozen dollars, like 30 to $50 to maybe a couple hundred dollars. For example, my kid's book, it's it's a lot if I bring in a hundred dollars a month. That's a lot. Like it's a very slow thing. I mostly just give them away and I get money from the streams that I have because, oh, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. So I have like 20% of uh, mechanical royalties for at least 300 plus songs. So I get money from streams as well um, and things of that nature. So like various different things. Anyway, uh, those like from my distro kid, even with that, like if I make $50 in a month, that's a lot from streaming. If I, I make about $50 a month from streaming, not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, I make about 30 to $50 a month. Uh, not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, lessons or sorry, online courses. I make about 40 to $70 a month mm-hmm. depending. And, and so it's like, there's these most of them do not make that much and I could push for them. Mm-hmm. But the point is that they're making something. Yeah. And more importantly, most of them are incredibly passive. Yeah. As for you. Mm-hmm. Most of those things, like you're not on sound better scouring to get jobs. In no, fact, you're I like low key. In, you're like low key hoping that you don't get jobs on that. <laughs> uh, some days it's like that. <laughs> like I, I woke up to two jobs the other day. Um, one for mixing a full record and the other one for mastering an EP, um, which don't get me wrong. That's a nice passive chunk of change that it's not very passive once you get to the actual work itself, but it's passive as far as I didn't have to actively make Craigslist ads or Instagram posts or anything. Like I tried to minimize how much work goes into each one of them so that I can focus on generating more income with the other various ones. Okay, so there's a reason I'm going to bring this up. So the reason why we're bringing this up is not to flex on you that the thing. And if, if it feels anything, like there's that, other people that can flex harder saying that they do one thing and they do make a lot of money on that one thing. Yeah, so yeah. or they make way more money doing twice as many things as we do. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they don't have to lift a finger. <laughs> and so it's not about flexing or trying to we're, we're the point that we're trying to prove 
is that a lot of careers in the audio industry, especially within music, film and TV, it's more job space, but within music and music alone, a lot of it is freelancing. Yeah. And when you freelance, the you have to diversify your income. If you want to go full-time in music, it's not by maxing out your potential income of mixing. You have to offer other things as well. Yeah. If, and it, they don't have to relate to each other. Like I've started businesses that have nothing to do with music. And, um, and some of them did, are doing really, really well. So it's, it's this thing where you have to do it. It's inevitable. And it's the secret to going full-time in music is not doing one thing, making a lot of money from one thing. It's by making some money across multiple things. It's also the safer way of doing it. You ever heard about the graduation of engineers? The, gra- the idea is that you graduate through different stages. Uh, the recording engineer eventually does not have enough time to sit in the same chair for hours on end for various different people. There's not enough time in the day to be able to do it. So then they switch into more mixing, which allows them more flexibility in their time and how they manage uh, their sleep schedule. But then there's so much mixing that needs to be done, they can't take on full projects. So they start saying, hey, let me give it to you, another person to mix, and I'll master it. Then they graduate to mastering engineer because they can scale more, take on more projects, and spend less time doing it. And then eventually the mastering engineer makes a plug-in or a piece of gear and quits. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a funny story, but the idea is that the busier you get in one thing, also you need to remember that it's not very scalable at every position in our industry. Yeah, so uh, the point of that is not that that's what should happen or that's the traditional path, but more like Make a that's a pretty common that's a pretty common thought process. Yeah. Um so like right now I'm actually we're developing a plugin right now mm-hmm. and um, a couple actually like two or three right now. Um we're looking for a graphic designer if you're interested in graphic designing, helping us do graphic design and 3D modeling for um these plugins, please DM me, let me know. Um I'm interested. But the point of this episode is pretty simple. The importance of diversifying your income Mm-hmm. In order to make more, but as well as be more safe, uh, Lou, is be... your is your income from month to month throughout the year consistent? Consistent enough to say that some months are better than others, and there are some months where I may be a little more worried than others. But there's not a month in the year where I have to wonder if I'll make money. It's just more of a question of, cool. Let How? me see what's coming in and where is it coming in from. Because let's say that I wanted to take a break from mixing. Let's say that I've felt a little burnout, creatively speaking, in the audio realm. I could just make a few more ads for building acoustic panels. I actually find woodworking very therapeutic personally and, uh, you know, put a little more time into that. You know, uh, this past month, I actually took a total of 40 units worth of orders on acoustic panels. Yeah. So so this is this is really great. So like and. 40 units of acoustic panels is a great addition to your income. Yeah. And that I assume that's enough for it to become one of the major. Uh, I definitely made more money off of acoustic month. panels this month than I did off of mastering. Because consider that mastering isn't the highest cost, uh, right? But uh, you can master an album and that client may not release another album until next year. That's true. You know, uh, you might do like a single here and there, but a single won't pay my car note. So let me think about, let's talk about this. How do you find things to diversify into? I I think the first step into this, and this is what I always recommend to students or anything of that nature, is is to diversify into what interests you. For example, if you're really into art, Mm -hmm. making art, 
maybe at first you diversify and start making album art for your friends for free, or maybe yeah. doing just making art and selling them on eBay for really cheap or whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but and it doesn't have to be related to music. But the mm. point is like. Bef- do things. Just try things out and figure out if you can monetize them. It doesn't take very long. It takes a long time to monetize things to become extremely profitable. It yeah. takes a lot of effort and some time. But um, in order to figure out if you can monetize and get a little bit of monetization going, it doesn't take that long. No. So figure out what you can and just do what you want. If you watch, if you've been watching YouTube videos and you really like how people make rugs from scratch, make a and, rug. Make a rug. Well, yeah. make a rug and try to sell it, see what happens. If you're like me, if you do like gear and are just curious about trying out different pieces, if you have a little bit in your savings that you're willing to gamble with, try to find a really good deal on a piece you're interested in, even if you don't want to keep it, and then just resell it for a few more bucks after you're done playing with it. The funny thing is I got into gear flipping out of curiosity, but gear flipping at one point, uh, I was showing this to one of my old assistants, it was a side hustle of mine. That generated sixty thousand dollars in profits in one year. You know that's that's a full time job's worth of profits off of something I was doing part time, but it's because I knew enough about gear and I really like gear and I knew like oh these eleven seventy sixes are actually worth a lot more than this guy's asking for, and it just got listed like a minute ago. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pull trigger and I'm gonna play with it until I'm bored of it and then sell it off for a profit. So and that's the thing too is like. Some of these things that you device, diversify into can actually come from the same skill set. Came from from the same skill set, or like be in conjunction to something else. For example, you already do music, so that works well. Yeah. But there are some things that are totally unrelated that I want to do. Like for example, like I really like woodworking. I want to make cutting boards. And Ooh, I, I actually have a friend I can connect you with. That's no, all no, no, he does. No, that's not. I was. Okay. I was just an example. I'm not really interested in making flat pieces of wood at this moment. Dude, um, they look but, really uh, nice though. Yeah, I know they do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not belittling that at this moment. Uh, but uh. Uh, but that's, that's true though. So like you chase what you like and some things, for example, if you are good at videography or, uh, photography, um, yeah, you can become a videographer, freelance part-time and, and cinematographer part-time or whatever, or you could try to stack it and offer that as an extra thing on top of your mixing. Like I'm going to mix this for you. Do you want to make a music video with me? I'll give you a discount. Yeah. So there's ways that you can stack things. So it's like, and, or maybe like, Hey, I'm, I can do photography for free. So if you hire me to mix, I'll take pictures of your next, um, uh, your next show for free. Can we talk about the potential danger there? No, but I'm saying like, you can, you can, um, how do you say, uh, lever. No, no, uh, you can, you can leverage packages. Leverage. There you go. Yeah. You can leverage different things. Yeah. But I'd say it like this. The only danger I see in going too close to home is being known as, though it's not a bad thing, jack of all trades, king of none, but still master better than none. one, right? Jack of uh, all trades, but a master of none. Yeah, so here's here's the only issue I see in it is if, for instance, sometimes the people that I work with in really high places know me more as their guy that designed the studio. And because of that, if there's ever an issue, I'm still top of mind. I'm still somebody that's actually well-known enough to be able to get invited to places and get into a room most people can't early in their career. But the danger here is that when they hire me for other things, they think I'm charging less because that's not my main income, according to them. Uh, For instance, uh, one example I can give is um, I designed Nick Cannon's uh, recording studios up in Burbank, right? And because of that, anytime any issue comes up, 
they know that I'm willing to help. I can help them out. I have a fee, whatever. They'll take care of it, whatever. But when it came to like recording sessions, uh, they're like, oh, but I thought like, since you mainly do this, you might charge us less. I was like, nope, actually you got it backwards. I do this on the side and do this, you know, um, sometimes staying in the same field can complicate what you're doing in that field. Sometimes not and, all and the that's time. That's a play, play on ear type play by ear kind of a situation. Exactly. So like if you wanted to diversify within the same industry, that's totally fine. Just try to find a way to manageably separate yourself, whether it be doing like a DBA. Uh, so acoustic panels, I might call it Lumo acoustics, L U M O first two letters of my first and last name. And just call it Lumo Acoustics, and they're buying from Lumo Acoustics. They're not buying from Lou, the mastery engineer. They're buying from Lumo. Um, sometimes separation helps, but that same combination of they know me as their go-to guy for that put me in rooms that most people can't get into. They put me in a situation that most people don't have access to. Like, the reason I met Tizio is for, uh, you know, doing the integration for Chris Brown's studio at his house. And because of that, at least once a year, I go visit Chris Brown. Like, that's not something everybody can do or say, but it's also a very different thing. I'm not going there to mix his music or record his music. I'm the studio tech. I'm the guy that's in charge of making sure everything works right. But because of that, I was able to build a good relationship with Tizio. There's opportunities in branching out. Sometimes you can put yourself in a place that you wouldn't have gotten access to in whatever way you might have before. Uh, other things that you can do that's pretty traditional for, um, especially I see it a lot out here, and I've been seeing it more the older I get, is a lot of people's side hustle is day trading. Yeah. Which I think yeah. the to be an official day trader, you have to be trading more than $25,000 in a single day. But um, But like doing stocks and being part of the stock market uh, and looking into that, I know a lot of people that make a really, really good side income from that. Um, so things of that, that's just not something that I'm interested in yet. Uh, Lou has done like Bitcoin type stuff. Uh, I've made a pretty good profit on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and things of that nature. So, um, there's so many things outside of music as you can do as well. And, and just like Lou said, sometimes it's in conjunction, you leverage it, but sometimes it hurts you. It doesn't matter. Just try doing things that you like. Now, if you are a listener that has a day job and you're looking to do music full time, then you better start diversifying right now. If you're, if you're doing music, if you already have a day job and you're doing music for fun, um, I would say you should start charging anyway. Even if you don't diversify, you should start charging anyway. Yeah. Uh, just in case you get laid off or something bad does happen that's out of your control, which I wish never happens to you. Um, but as well as it'll help your clients take you more seriously. Like don't yeah. do it for, even if you don't have to do it for the income, do it for the branding. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that is important. I think actually that's probably the number one reason you should actually create these side hustles because one benefit that you have is you don't have to take every job. I don't think anybody's really bringing that up that much when they talk about uh, side hustles, which is like, you know what? I don't have to take every gig, which actually helps me build a much stronger brand saying that I only work with clientele that fit my boundary space or fit where I'm trying to head. I'm not strictly trying to make money off of one thing. And because of that, I have to do jobs that are just burning me out. Amen. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I think that's it for this episode. Is there any other thoughts that we want to add at the end of this? Um, Don't overthink your side hustle. Sometimes you can make a side hustle that maybe books you once a month, once every two months, and that's perfectly fine. You know, I got into acoustic panel building because my uncle taught me woodworking as a kid and I needed to build panels for my own studio, and I did such a good job. I'm like, holy shit. 
So I sent pictures to a friend and he's like, hey, can you build me some for myself? Sure. If you're willing to pay materials, that's how it all started at first. And then later on, yeah, it, it built from there. But it was Ca- oh, literally yeah. just a fuck it situation. Caveat, if you do something that someone's willing to pay for, make sure you charge enough. Uh, what's very dumb is from the beginning, you charge barely enough. That's less than minimum wage for yourself. That's silly. Yeah. Make sure that you charge enough for whatever work you put in. So if you have to do something that's physical labor, like you have to be doing, like making panels, mm-hmm. you charge enough from yep. the beginning that yep. you make enough money. But if you if do you something passive, much, if you yeah. do something passive, like with my online courses, I don't mm-hmm. have to charge that much because I don't ever have to do it again. Yeah. So like, just consider that. Just don't undercharge for this sort of stuff. So the two Which, main things. Oh, go ahead. I think I told you, um, I'm actually, I already started uh, recording video for some courses. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, like that's go. something that DK opened my eyes to this. If it's a, if it's a YouTube video that you want to upload online, you don't know if it's going to have 10,000 views for an hour worth of your time. Damn. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, another yeah. thing, too, is, uh, uh, again, just to reemphasize, the two things that should be a reason why you chase another form of diversity, di- how to diversify your income is, one, passion, or just, like, you want to try something and experiment with it, go mm-hmm. for it. Another thing is opportunities. If yeah. someone says that they're willing to pay you for something that you typically don't charge for, that's an opportunity that you should you should go down. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't uh, know how far it'll take you. I was what I maybe recently re-picked up building panels. I hadn't done it in like a year. And then once people saw it, they're like, yo, I need some, I need some, I need some, I need some. And it's like, okay, well I'm not going to do it for super cheap for everybody. Time to pick it up. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So on that note, uh, again, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive episodes of the Mixing Music Podcast. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. These episodes are amazing. Um, we spend a lot of time making them absolutely awesome and very content uh, technical focus for you. So go check those out. Once again, that's mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive for three times the amount of episodes. All right. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or whatever you're listening on. That really does free ways of helping support us and our channel. And on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come join our Discord. The Mixing Music Discord server is filled with tons of awesome information and people. People that can help you out and information that can help you grow your business and to help you improve your mixes. So come join us and find the invitation link at mixingmusicpodcast.com.